Thanks for listening to the Koi Pond on Podcast One. Scott's Turf Builder. Mm, it's easy to get the lawn of your dreams by simply feeding your lawn a few times throughout the year. Feed your lawn four times a year for thick, green, and lush lawn. Help to crowd out those pesky weeds by creating a greener, stronger, more resilient lawn. Scott's no quibble, money-back guarantee. If you're not satisfied, you get your money back. These guys are confident in their product. You just hit it once in the early spring, late spring and summer, and uh, fall four times a year for a greener, stronger lawn all year long. So, four times, and uh, you're done, man. Start your Scott's Turf Builder program today. This is a Scott's yard. The stuff is magnificent, and you got to keep up with your neighbors. So get that Scott's Turf Builder up there going, would you please? Don't fake it, just bust a move. This joint is going to get you in the mood. Hey! Yo, man. But this is one of my most favorite things to do during the week is this pod. I'm telling you. Yeah? I really, yeah, man, because sometimes we get in such a zone, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Especially doing stand-up, you know what I mean? It, we start to become routine, you know, like even when we're on the road, we, I mean, we love it. We love what we do on the road, Chase. Yeah. We, we go, yeah. to, oh, we try and find a, a cool place to eat. Uh, we try and find the new shoes that are out. We like to go up on stage with like, you know, something new, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and scout the town so we have something fresh to talk about. And that's fun, but it, it even though as as different that is in each city, mm-hmm. it starts to become routine. It's our routine. It's a routine. You know what I mean? It's what we do on the road. It's a routine. Yeah, it are. It is different. It's a different city. It's a different. Yeah, it's a different mall, it but is, it, it is, becomes it a is, routine. It is a routine, but it's also it's it's fresh. It keeps yeah. it fresh for us. It keeps yes. it fresh for the audience. We have fun doing it. Yeah, yeah. Don't know? get me wrong. I do enjoy it. And but this. But is, what I love about magic. this. What's up? What I love about this, mm-hmm. we don't know what we're going to do until we walk in here. <laughs> and I love that. Yeah, they just push record and then you start talking. Yes. Usually. And that's what I love about it. That's what I love. Because we're tapping into that other that other talent that we have. Yeah. All of us. All of us in this room. Yeah. You know what I mean? To be able to do this. I mean, yeah, we're having a conversation, but we also have the responsibility to... Produce a show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? We get to hear our voice and to, put it out there. Yeah. And and that's cool. Yeah, man. I love it, man. Sometimes you got to do that in life, man. That's what I love about this pod. It makes us creative, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we're doing. Yeah. I, and hopefully this journey takes us. We got an hour to get to some, some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Will we get there? I yeah. pray to God we do. And we yeah. got to navigate through the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. Without a GPS system. That's right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but in the, it's in, all muscle memory. It's all memory. But the, and the thing is, we're also we also want to capture the energy that we have when we're not here. Yes, the energy that we have when we're just driving down the street, looking at shit, talking to each other on the phone or whatever. You know what I mean? Yes. It, it's it, a world. That's a world. It's a world. I don't know. That's why I enjoy doing this, man. I, I just I love I love like that spontaneity. I love improv. I love. That 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 idea of like where are we gonna go like you know what I mean I, I don't even know how to explain it man but like that, like the unknown I'm, the unknown the journey to the unknown yeah man 
I like being on stage and just like there's times where I'll pause and I know the audience is looking at me like, what the fuck is he doing? It's like, bro, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? I know I have the responsibility to give you guys an hour on stage. Mm -hmm. But I also know that there's about 30% of you that's seen me probably six times. (laughs) Do you know how much stress that is on me? Like people don't understand that kind of stress. You guys got to let that out of your head. Just try, no, no, I no, tried, no, no, yeah. no, no, don't get me wrong. I'm not stressed in the fact where it's going to like, oh my God, I don't want to get on stage. I'm stressed that I'm like, it's just something that is on my mind. Yeah. But I know I'm going to get out of it. And I know in the end, they're going to be happy. They're going to be like, all right, we'll come back next year you because he did it again. Coming back. Yeah. I went to you last year and fuck, man, you did it again. You talked to that couple and it just went in on them for about an hour, uh, 30 yeah. minutes, whatever. You know, what I mean? I'm giving them something new. And with you, there's another pressure because people fly out to see you. Nuts. People drive hours to see you, and they just saw you last month. Yeah, that's nuts. But they love it. Yeah, it's a good. I don't know. But that's you vi- know, you put out a good vibe. Enough about the nar- enough with the narcissism. For me, oh, I don't think that was. That's narcissism. not narcissism. It isn't because no. I don't want you to guys to think I'm doing this show where I'm like, hey, it's just me, and you know what? I love to fucking no, it's not because here's get, what I think: people we, come out to see me, and I gotta <laughs> change it up, you know, just so they can come back again and see this greatness on stage. No, I think the reason they come and see you, and the reason they want to listen to this and get more of you and us is just we're putting out a vibe, right, yeah. Dre? Absolutely, it's yeah. all about yeah. a vibe. Yeah. It, it, that's all. Like, I, how how much is you? loving like an actor or an actress and how much of it is just this vibe that they put out and they make you feel yeah right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i want to i want to add i want to build on that and and i want to say joe i'm I'm gonna give you some props now oh god please for once please Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Please, please, i had enough it's only been five minutes man (laughs) um my birthday was it was probably 10 days ago now. Yeah. Right? Week, two, maybe two weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, and Fred, Joe's stepfather's birthday was two days before that. Yeah. And Joe bought, was buying Dodger tickets. Yeah. And I'm not talking about just your normal everyday ticket. He was buying tickets. And yeah. he was like, you know what? Tell Dre this is his birthday again. <laughs> and, he bought me, and he bought me a ticket. You got a ticket to the Dodger game? Dude. I didn't even know that. First of all, it's not a Dodger game. It's an NLCS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope. It was it was really dope. And, yeah. and, and here's the thing. I got to find out firsthand how the 1% lives <laughs> at the Dodger game. Because <laughs> <laughs> they are, first of all, so you want. Was that your first time sitting behind the dugout? Yeah. No way. Yeah. yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, that just made my day, man. Yeah, no, it was dope. It was dope. I mean, we did the we did the the third baseline last time. We did was, third baseline, but you never sat cool. behind the dugout. I never sat in the dugout club. Yeah. Where you walk in through the little the rest, clubhouse. The, the clubhouse and the restaurant and So let me tell you something. What's up? <laughs> I'm sitting in my seat and I swear to God, I look down under the seat. So there's trash everywhere, right? People are just throwing their stuff around. Full on shrimp cocktail and all kind of meats and and a fucking pasta dish, in, carb in the turkey, tra- and they're just throwing it. Just th- they just throw it around like it's nothing. Yeah, it's the best seats in the house. Wow. Dodger, Dodger wow. dogs that people back there are paying eight bucks for. They're just tossing them around like they're nothing. Free, 
Like Everything's a, free. Take a bite. Put, put, it, put it down. Yeah. Take a bite. Put take it a shrimp from this. <laughs> Throw it down. Put it yeah. Down. <laughs> I'm gonna go get cotton candy. Yep. For Why the, not? For the fuck of it. <laughs> I'm in my 40s. I want cotton candy. Never got it when I was a kid. Now that I can afford it, I'm eating nine of those motherfuckers. <laughs> it's ridiculous. They say it's a bunch of adult five year olds. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I like this. I don't like this. I like this. Dude, all Man. we had to do is go uh, get up. And go to the clubhouse, and you got everything at your disposal: desserts, uh, you name everything. It. Carved. What? You got a chef back there. <laughs> you got a pasta department. We <laughs> we went down. We went back down after we went the first time. We went back again, mm-hmm. and little Joe, <laughs> he's walking, and uh, he has something in his hand. He's just he starts to eat it, and and Joe's like, "What's that?" Uh, crab leg. He just pulled the, <laughs> pulled the crab leg off the table. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> he did. <laughs> crab legs. What the fuck kind of baseball game are we at? There's only supposed to be two items at a baseball game. Popcorn, peanuts, and, it, and, and, a, and a hot dog. And a hot dog. That's Three it. things. That's it. Yo, if he was a video game character, though, Crab Legs is what would give him more life. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. sure. That, that for just sure. got me into Crab Legs, That man. kid loves his Crab Legs, man. <laughs> that kid loves his Crab Legs. But I'm telling you, man, no one should be cracking crab at a goddamn game. <laughs> and by the way, I understand why they separate the commoners from 1% because it would be a fucking riot, man. Yeah, like, man. Can you imagine if if I if I'm up there paying $8 for a Dodger dog and I see somebody take one bite and throw it down on the yeah, ground? Yeah. It's going to be a fight. Yeah, you got to fight. Like- <laughs> Dre was loving it though. Yeah, that was fun. Dre loved it. That was fun. Yeah, well, hey, if you don't mind, I'm going to I'm going to go back to the clubhouse. <laughs> that was a good game, man. Went yeah. 13 innings. Yeah. That's so good. Yep. Man. Bellinger got the single. Uh and then uh Machado fucking knocked him in, man. It was That's a great sh- game, but the thing is is that 13- Wait, did Bellinger hit the Bellinger, yeah. Oh, so Machado got the single and then, and then Bellinger, Bellinger hit it? Yeah. Hit and then Bellinger had the catch. Oh, the that game. catch. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, that's what I love about baseball, dude. It's an individual sport and it's a team sport at the same time. It's yeah. like one guy can fuck it up for everybody and one guy can win it for everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's pretty cool to see because that Bellinger guy, god damn, man, if that ball would have got past him, it would have been over with. Over with. Over with. But I'm going to tell you, by the 12th inning, 13th inning, you're like, can this thing be over? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We stood up so many times clapping, thinking that we were going to get that hit. I got so much useless footage on my oh, – Yeah. We stranded, we stranded runners – Every inning, every inning. Am I right? Yeah. Every inning, we were stranding. Uh, we should have won. Every inning, there was a, a potential win, and then they'd strike out. And we're like, man, really? We right. sit back down. We have to watch the Brewers go through their their guys. And, yeah. And I, lo- we, I love that emotional roller coaster. It game, is though. emotional roller coaster. I love that's that. the, that's I love, the drama that's of baseball. The ending that I love. I love that. That's why baseball works so well in movies. Yeah. Though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially, especially extra innings, yeah. because literally it comes down to who's going to win at the end of this inning. Yes, and that's yeah. it in extra innings. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least, like you know, regular, you know, the regular, you know, the first nine. You, there's chances of you know yeah. you go up by five runs, and then you know all of a sudden, you know, it's it's over. it's not really over yet. You yeah. know what I mean? But that extra innings, 
Crack of the bat wins, man. Next, yeah. next run wins. Yeah, next run wins, man. And that was cool. For dude. both of you, would you say it's the best game that you watch live? I've seen I've seen a walk off homer that was pretty sick, man. Um, the fact that I was able to eat linguine while I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> Best game ever. <laughs> Bro, we were so close to the field. Yeah? Yeah, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It was dope. But see, you know, one, one, it's for Dre. I, I, it was Dre's birthday. I had to get him something nice. And two, my stepdad, man. He's a he's such a Dodger fan. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's never... He went to the... I. You guys went to the World Series last year. Last year, yeah. I got him tickets to that, him and Dre, for game seven. And then... Uh, but they lost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh. So he's never seen a postseason win live before. Damn. And, and here's the thing, man. Baseball, you can go to the World Series one year, and it'll be another 20 years before you go again. You know what I mean? You're, yeah. They don't. It's not yeah. like, oh, this team is so good. They're going to be there for six years, unless they're like the Yankees. They're the only ones that really did shit like that. But for the most part, it's, it's very hard to even be in the championship series. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a very special moment for Fred. You know what I mean? Like... We didn't know when that's going to happen again. Thank God it happened the following year, yeah. you know, and he got to see that win, man. So yeah, it was cool. Yeah. And then and then they won game seven. And then, of course, I got a text from Fred. Which game are we going to the World Series on this motherfucker? Man. <laughs> you never give this motherfucker enough, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it just sucks, man, because I'm already scheduled and I'm, I'm booked throughout the whole World Series. Yeah. <sighs> Oh really? Yeah, it hurts. Because I really want to go to this one. I got to. This is this is legend right here. This is Dodgers yeah. versus the Red Sox, yeah. man. When is this ever going to happen again? <laughs> Seriously, well, been, two of the biggest markets in sports. It's been thirty years, right? Yeah, thirty years. Eighty-eight. Who won? Wait, that wasn't that, right? that wasn't that wasn't right? that wasn't Dodgers Red Sox? No, 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 no. I think that was Dodgers. Played in that? Please look that up, Kalen. Who played in '88? That's the Kirk Gibson homer, right? Who did they play? Now we look stupid. We look like we were Dodger fans until this. <laughs> Sorry, Oakland. Oakland. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, Eckersley. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the Bash brothers. Yeah, right. My bad. Yeah, yeah. The, the Bulldog won that one. Oral Hershiser. Oral Hershiser. Nice. Yeah, bro. He was the shit. Yeah, Isn't it great when great players like that are great, and then they prove that they're great? Because like, he went how to, was he great? Because he went to Cleveland and did it again, Damn. which was perfect. Like that was like, yeah, that's why the Dodgers were good, man. <laughs> because of you, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, we shouldn't have got rid of you. We should have. We should have kept you here, dog. There's a reason why Wait. they call you the Bulldog, oh, man. He was a man. That dude was a man. You remember what he looked like, Oral? You remember what he looked yeah. like? He just looked yeah. like some dude you could beat up in the back alley. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. This motherfucker beat you up with a baseball, bro. <laughs> he was good. That's got to be dope, though, like to go to another team and then beat your old team. Yeah. Well, I don't think he beat his old team. I don't think they ever played, but what I'm saying is they won the World Series. That's what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was yeah, yeah. that good. And and people were like, God damn, Oral Hershaw is a bro. Kershaw is that guy. Yeah. Kershaw is that guy, dude. He, he is the Michael Jordan right now. I will say it. He may not have the winningest record or whatever the case may be, but I'll, man, he's the shit. That fucker came in game seven, man. 
He came in in game seven from the bullpen. Pitched three strikes. Yeah. Let's get him out. Put me in. That's what, if they make that movie, that's what he's, I, I bet you he even say put me in. He just looked at the manager. <laughs> you know what the fuck to do. You know what time it you is. You know what to fucking do. <laughs> All these fucking assholes in the bullpen. Fuck you guys. I'm Kershaw. <laughs> they pay me $200 million. $200 million. Watch this. Let me show you why. Does anyone else want to do that? <laughs> did he pitch? Did he pitch Game Six? When did he pitch? I think I think he pitched Game Six of uh, for last- the Championship Series. I think he pitched Game Six. God, we yeah. sound stupid right now. Like last year, did no, he pitch Game just- Six, Kalen? God damn it! Or was it Game Four? Which game did he pitch in the NLCS? All I know is he pitched. (laughs) (laughs) He pitched over 102 pitches. And he's supposed to rest that fucking arm. Yeah. Game seven. Put me in. They need three strikes. And he goes in. I got this. I got it. Yeah, I don't feel my elbow. That's what champions do, man. But watch what I do. Watch this shit. And he did it. Pitched in game five, that's for sure. Did he? Uh-huh. Oh, so we went to game four. Kershaw yeah. started game yeah. five. So he started in five, yeah. Yeah. So he's supposed to get three days rest. He only got two days rest. So fuck that. And he just said fuck it and came back on day three? Well, I mean, it's not like he went in and pitched, you know, five innings. He pitched three strikes. He needed one guy out. He just closed, yeah. closed but, it out. But, 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 but the manager was like, we don't want someone from the bullpen to pitch to this one guy because all it takes is a crack of the bat. We need the guy yeah. to pitch these goddamn strikes. Right. And Kershaw was like, yeah, oh, let's go. People went nuts when he walked on that Fuck field. It, huh? Bro, you know, you ever watch Major League? And yeah. Charlie Sheen walks in. Yeah. That's that's what happened. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. They go they it would have exploded. if they're I don't even know how to explain it. it they just went crazy. People went fucking crazy. That's your dude right there. That's your dude. Man. That's the Dodger. <laughs> that's the Dodger. It's amazing. I don't know, man. I love baseball. I'm not, as you can tell, I'm not a fanatic. I just, I'm from LA. Yeah. I live in LA. Yeah. That's my team. I love the Dodgers. You know what I mean? You go into the postseason, I'm going. Right. And, um, and that's exciting, man. That's what I love. That that drama right there is like, like you said, that's why it's so good for movies. It's so good for movies, man. Because people don't understand like that, how much pressure is on Kershaw too. Imagine that. You throw the, the the guy he's throwing to is paid to hit the fucking ball millions of dollars. His job is to he gets paid millions of dollars to be able to hit a ninety seven mile an hour fastball with action on it over the fucking fence. So yeah, I'm Kershaw and I can throw ninety seven miles per hour, but I'm pitching to a guy that's paid to hit that fucking ball over the fence. Like it's not just some walk in the park for him. And he only had two days rest. His elbow's still fu- probably fucking swollen. You know what I mean? Damn. 
Have you ever seen super slow-mo of a pitcher throwing the ball? Yeah, it looks weird. It's fucking so distorted looking. Yeah. They literally rip their arms apart. Their their tendons are stretching. Their fingers are flipping. They're whipping that thing. There's so much going on. Do you know how hard you got to throw 97 miles per hour? Go, please. <laughs> if you if you're on the street, if you're in a goddamn street that has one of those speed radar things that's telling the traffic how fast you're going to try and slow it down, that mm-hmm. survey thing, mm-hmm. grab a ball and throw it at it. <laughs> <laughs> throw it as hard as you. In fact, I only want you to stand 10 feet away from it. Just stand 10 feet away from it and fucking huck that ball 10 feet. I, 30, maybe. Really? Fuck yeah. Yeah. 30, maybe, from 10 feet. This dude is pitching from 90 feet away from the top of a mound, and he can't hit the guy next to the plate or the guy walks. You got to get it over that plate and not to the side of the plate, over, over the plate. plate. Not too high. Not too low. It's got to be perfectly over that plate, man. And, dude, that's that's just incredible. I don't know. Well, I, and then imagine how hard it is to hit that oh. with a round bat. Like, they couldn't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they just make it flat and make it easier. Yeah. Get those cricket, <laughs> the cricket little bat. sticks. Yeah. <laughs> but the imagine, cricket sticks. I mean. And not only that, you're, you're you're lugging a fucking piece of wood around. Yeah. You know, these collegiate players get to swing aluminum. It's like there's nothing in their hand, but it's harder than a bat. Yeah. The ball bounces off that metal and flies. You got this bo- you got this wooded log. <laughs> and I don't remember the exact, like, time from, from pitcher's mound to, to pass. Oh, I, I, I saw something. Yeah. I, it's barely it's, it's, it's barely two seconds. I think it's less than that. Yeah, it's probably less than that. I, I Can you check? Because you know, oh, this is the greatest documentary, man. It's called, I think it's called 99 or something like that. Okay. And, um, or 100. It's either 100 or 99. One of the, one of the two. Mm-hmm. So th- there's a, there's a, a thousands of pitchers that can pitch 97, mm-hmm. but only a few can pitch 99 to 100, mm-hmm. right? And those cats, when you find them, they, they get hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And then they ask, they ask like, they ask like, you know, they they ask guys that are hitters. Mm-hmm. You know, special you know home run hitters. You know what I mean? Big names that that hit home runs, and and the guy asked him. He goes, "What's the difference between ninety seven and ninety nine? And he goes, "Strikes." Yep. It's it's a huge. It's that much, and this is from the hitters' pr- perspective. Because they're not. Pro- or, they're I think not it's a hundred. Pro- I think it's a hundred. I think it's a hundred. But it's only three miles. But the, the the hitters are saying what he's like. What's the difference between ninety seven and a hundred? And he goes strikes. Can't hit it. Cause they're Can't not they're not programmed it. for that. It's not about program. It's it's virtually like they did like the the math and the physics. It's it's literally instincts and muscle memory. So if the ball's going a hundred miles per watch hour, watch this shit. This is crazy. That means it gets to the batter at point four one seconds. Oh yeah. Point point four, four. not even a second. Less than half a second. So, listen, you have to determine whether it's a a, a ball or a strike, yeah. right? Yeah. You have to figure out where it is yeah. in, the, in the strike zone. You know they said they read the laces, too, which is fucking crazy. Wait, what do you mean? That, what does that mean, read the laces? Like, some of these power hitters, they they claim that they can, you know, see the, 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 the rotation on the laces, mm-hmm. which tells them what kind of pitch is coming. 
All this in point four seconds. But that's a hundred though. That's not a common pitch. Yeah, that's a hundred. What's what's ninety seven? Because that's the common pitch. Ninety seven is just a little. It's like a hair longer. I can't believe I said two seconds. But I I didn't know the. You know what I mean? Like I said, yeah. I don't know sports. Yeah, 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 yeah. All I know is it's fucking fast, and it's like it's like point six or something like that. But that extra right there is yeah. enough to knock it over the fucking fence. That's all these batters need, man. To be able to see that, man. It, it's all muscle memory and instinct, a lot of instinct. And the best hand-to-bat coordination, like their hand-eye mm-hmm. is the best you'll ever get. That's crazy. Because he's seeing that ball, but not only is he seeing that ball, he has to know exactly where that ball is going to land, and he has to put the sweetest spot of the bat on that ball. You're just off that bat a little bit. It goes up. You're on top of the ball a little. It's down. It's got to be on the sweet spot. And that sweet spot is like, it's tight. It's It's amazing how they have like that instinct. It's crazy. You know what I mean? Like I was was watching a thing on on, uh, Genghis Khan, right? Yeah. And the way they used to do the Mongols, all those people were phenomenal at bows and arrows. But like on another level, like the same way we can use our phone and text and stuff like that. Like they can ride, to be able to ride a horse and shoot a bird out of the sky. That's crazy. In motion. Yeah. Yeah. Like people nowadays, they think they're good at archery, but that's some next level shit to yeah. be able yeah. to be on an animal moving and perfectly be shooting. Yeah. Do doing trick shots and shit. Yeah, without a saddle by the way, too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they had saddles right. yet. So at 97 miles per hour, it's 0.3. What? I mean, no. I mean it's 0.43 whereas 100 miles an hour is 0.41. So No way. Yeah. Point four three. So it's only that. It's that a little bit of difference. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. They said that Tony Gwynn, who played for the Padres, they said that his his vision, like he had, he saw better at night than he did during the day. So his vision was like that of a cat, basically. That's so crazy. <laughs> and that's and that's why he was such a great. Hitter. It's like yeah. what you said, man. People, you said people are gonna fly one day. Like we're gonna figure. Oh, it out. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to happen. Look at that. The human being is the greatest living thing in our universe. <laughs> yeah, in, in the known universe. In the known universe. We are phenomenal. I actually yeah. have this video that I pulled up on ACS of a dude pretty much flying. Yeah. You want me to play what? it for you? What? Well, yeah. well, I know for a fact, I know this one guy. I, I saw the HBO Real Real Time or Real mm-hmm. Real Sports with Bryant Gubble. Yeah. yeah, look at this guy. What the fuck? Bro. Oh, but that's on a hoverboard. He's yeah. out of his fucking mind. <laughs> Yo, this dude is flying around on one of those, like, Spider-Man, Green Goblin type stuff. Yeah. This guy played Mega Man 2 one day and is like, yo, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy right there. But see, that's that's a, an actual machine, Kalen. What I'm saying is yeah. those squirrel suits. Look at this. That's dope, though. It's God like damn. Ant-Man. Look at that. Imagine when the bi- when the battery runs out, <laughs> right into goddamn trees. <laughs> what is that beam underneath them? That looks crazy. No, that's that the power. Steam? What is it? What is it? What's shooting them up? Air? People are laughing, but why would you laugh? That's fucking amazing. He mastered it. Like- yeah, that's some Iron Man shit. Imagine when they get it down to where it's just underneath the heels of your shoe. Yeah, which they will do. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Um, how how can they look that up, Kalen, so they know what we're talking about? What was that? Just go to YouTube and what? Yeah, Zapata Flying Board. Zapata. Z-A-P-A-T-A. 
fly board. But see, what's even crazier than that, Kalen, is that's a that's a power board that you stand on. It takes right. Can't, what I'm saying is those squirrel suits. These guys are just in a nylon suit mm-hmm. that has like these built-in wings, and they jump out of planes oh, yeah, yeah. and fly in between that. mountains and shit at 180 miles per hour. And that. then at the last second, they pop their chute. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's this guy on Real Sports with Brian Gumble. He's like the best in the world to do it, right? The best squirrel guy. He's the best squirrel guy, man. I mean, he comes within inches of the wall uh, of like a cliff, and he'll just within inches. He's got the GoPro, and you just see like rocks next to his face, and then he takes off. Shut up. Yeah, he's so good. And he's designed this thing. It's so funny, though, because what he designed is like this ramp that he can land on the ground. And he'll kind of like, it's like a huge ramp that's like slick, and he'll slide to a stop. Like a bobsled. Not a bobsled, like a ramp. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, when his, bo- his body will hit it? He'll hit it slowly, and like he'll descend oh. and land like a, a, a plane with no wheels and just slide to a stop. And he wants to do it for like Red Bull or something and do it on the strip. You know what I mean? He, he's design- It's yeah. so funny because his design was like on a yellow legal pad with like an ink pen. It's like, you know what I mean? It's got a, it's like stick figures. Like, and this is how it'll end. <laughs> this is all I need, man. He's like Wiley Coyote. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly it. But the thing is, I think he can do it. He's that good. Wow. He puts balloons on the side of cliffs and grabs them. This dude, he's, he's jumping off of a mountaintop and his friend is putting a balloon somewhere and he's flying, guiding himself yeah. and then grabs the balloon when he sees it. To be so good at that, that you can create an obstacle course yeah. Yeah. is insane. Did you see the one Red Bull thing where the guy jumped out of the plane with absolutely no parachute and flew into a net? Just Wait, before huh? he hit, you didn't see that? No. Bro, I'm telling you, the human can do anything. That's why if you think, if you ever tell yourself, oh my God, uh, I, I don't want to do it because I'm scared. I don't think I can do it. You know what? Then you're not living, man. Because the human can do anything. For sure. Anything. Like you said, you're not We living. are only tapping into maybe 5% of what we can really do. Mm-hmm. Imagine 30 years ago, okay, when you saw, like, not 30 years, it was Mortal Kombat out 30, let's say 20 years ago when Mortal Kombat came out, right? Is that yeah, right? 20 uh, years ago? Maybe something like yeah. that. 20, yeah, 20 15, years ago, 20, and you yeah. saw the graphics, yeah. and you saw, like, one of the power moves, you saw the guy, like, uh, I'll make up a word, Skunaraku, <laughs> right? Skunaraku, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he, he gets on a handstand and his legs split, and he starts spinning on his hands, yeah. and he's kicking everything with his hand, uh, with his feet, yeah. and yeah. you're watching it, and you're going, that could never fucking happen, right? Yeah. Please go and watch these B-Boys today. <laughs> They're too oh, yeah. They are actually doing that move. Yeah. Yeah. 20 years ago, you would have been like, no. Even B-Boys would be like, that's impossible. But you know what made it possible? There was a B-Boy that went, I think I can do that. Yeah. 100%. 100%, bro. Yeah. 100%. I'm not even trying to be funny or cute. No, no. That's literally how it happened. Yeah. That There was a B-Boy that was playing... Mortal Kombat and saw this 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 action whatever the the what is that a video yeah get on his hand and start spinning on his hand and his legs are split open and he's kicking things and then there's a B boy that's like I'm gonna try that yeah. and I'm gonna keep practicing until I get it yeah and now it's just a basic move yeah. can you believe that yeah but when that kid first did it the world went crazy <laughs> yeah crazy 
But now, it's a basic move. Yeah. You do that move now, they don't even applaud these B-Boys. I'm being it's serious. Like, it's like standard operating It's called procedure. a 1990. And if you put both hands together, it's called a 2000. Wow. Well, I remember. That's when, what the move is called. I remember when we were kids, when we were in school. T did it we were, on Beat, Beat Street. Right. Yep. Yeah. But I remember when we were kids, and I remember I had to, they made me take, in middle school, they made me take a gymnastics class. I, yeah. I failed it. It's the only class I ever failed in life because I just wouldn't do it. I, I just had no. But that's besides mm-hmm. the point. The point of the matter is that yeah. on the balance beam, they would do the flare. Yes. Right? The flare. And you yeah. can do that on a beam because beam. the beam is suspended. It's not the balance beam, but I know it's the pommel horse. The pommel horse, sorry. Yeah, the pommel horse. Yeah. But yep. it's, so it's suspended, so yeah. you're off the ground. Yep. So you could do the flare. You could do the flare. It's called the Thomas flare, actually. Well, right. no, no, that's called the flare. That's called the flare? That's, that's called the flare. That's, the that's an flare. actual ba- That's an actual gymnastic move. It's called okay. the flare. I'm sorry, do you want me to take over? Or... No, oh, no, no, I just want to tell you because I don't want to oh, interrupt no, no. what go you're ahead. saying. No, no, go ahead and finish. And then what I'll, I want to no. say is yeah. the pommel horse, you do this flare. It's when they their legs are split and they're not allowed to touch the, the horse unless yeah. it's a move where it actually hits the horse, right? Mm-hmm. And they got these two little hooks that are to- attached to that pommel horse yeah. that they hold on to. While they're doing the splits in between, and they do all these moves on the horse. Well, there was this gymnast named Kurt Thomas. Okay. Kurt Thomas was on the 1984 men's gymnastics team, right? And he was doing that, and that's a staple move that every – if you did the pommel horse, that's what you did, the flare. Mm-hmm. And then he did a floor exercise, and he was like, why don't I do that move that's on the pommel horse on the, on floor. the floor? He did it on the floor? And they called that the Thomas Flair. To this day, it's called the Thomas Flair. But the thing is, every other gymnast was like, you can only do this because you have to be suspended and you need to be on a horse. And that's the only way you can do it. Yeah. And in any, any other way, you're going to have to have your legs up higher all the time because you're going to hit the floor. <laughs> right, right. You need it to be, you know, you need to be elevated to do that. Yeah. That's just years of training and, and it becomes a system and, and all these gymnasts and coaches are teaching them that's where you do the flare on that pommel horse because there's no other way you can do it. And it took one guy to be like, no, nah, I think you can do it on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is real talk. Yeah, yeah. At the at the highest level of competition. Yeah. Gymnastics. The you Olympic gymnastics and he did it and shocked the fucking world. Is that the guy they put in Jim Cotta? Yes. That's the Jim Cotta guy. Yes. He shocked the world, bro. Yeah. He shocked the world. I think he got a perfect 10 or whatever the, the case may be. And, and they gave him the he got the gold medal for it. And not only that, he changed gymnastics because now that's just a basic move. In the floor exercise. Now you have to do the flare wow. on the floor. Wow. And that's it. To, well, no, that's that's not no. it. That's that's, that's a flare. Yeah. But that's also a B-boy move. You know, the B-boys so, do the flare. So where I was going, and, yeah. and I'm, I'm glad you I'm glad you filled that in. Yeah. But there was a guy by the name of John Mikey that we went to school with. Oh, yeah, John Mikey. Yeah. And he was the first person I saw do that live. Yeah, the on, flare. I, on the floor. Yeah, he was the first one. Uh, I, everyone I knew like, John Mikey. John Mikey was a B-boy from the 80s. Yeah. He was Vietnamese. Yeah. And it, he went to Foss. I'm telling you, man, we're original B-boys, man. Yeah. Like all these B-boys that are talking, man, we, like, we did our basic moves because we were the start of it. That's all there was back then. It was head spin. There was windmill. There was backspin, centipede, pop, lock. Like, that's what you did. What was the one called? Because I was pretty good at this. What? It was the one, only one I was good at. What? You put, the, you put your hand here. Is that's, it the helicopter? No, that's not the helicopter. What's that thing called? That's it's called a hand spin. Hand spin. Yeah. 
That's, that's where you put basic, your elbow inside, in, your, inside stomach. your stomach. Yeah, yeah. That's the only, and, I, that's the only thing I was really But to be at. one of those guys that, like, creates a move and yeah. to just be like, no. There's this book I read once called The War of Art. Yeah. And the basic line to get from the book is resistance is fear. Yes, I love that. You know what I mean? Yeah. For people, to, for you to be like, no, I can't do that. Yeah. That's just fear. That's fear. Holding you back. And fear is resistance. Re- yeah, fear is resistance. You're right. You know what I'm saying? You're right. 100%. Conquer your fear. That's why everyone says conquer your fear. Once you conquer your fear, it's over with. You can do anything. Yeah. Stand-up is a motherfucker, bro. I, I still, like, to this day, I still remember the first time I grabbed that microphone. It was the most terrifying thing I've ever, ever done. I, I don't wish that on anyone. You want to be a stand-up comic? Please do it because it's a beautiful thing. If you think you're funny or, or you love stand-up and this, this art form, please do it. I encourage you because it's beautiful, man. Yeah. It's the greatest form of entertainment, man. There's no other art form better than stand-up. I'm sorry. I know I'm biased, yeah. but I fucking love it, man. But I will tell you this. What? It is the scariest fucking thing to do, man. Do you think it was so scary for you because you knew you wanted it so much? Yes. So for anybody I else. I lived stand-up, yeah. bro. So I even lived if, it. if it was somebody who wasn't in the stand-up, maybe that thing that they're going to do is they know once they start doing it, yeah. it's going to change their life. Yes. I think that was a part of the fear for you. Yeah. Because some people just do it for fun. Yeah. But for you, you you, you put this pressure on yourself because you yeah. knew like once I do this, yeah. this is who I am. I, this is me. I did the same thing. It's like I'm a comic. And like I, now I'm a comic. Yeah. Once you did it. And, and I, I, I wanted it. I wanted it since Delirious. So that was like 81. So I, mean, I, I think I was like, uh, I don't know. I think it was like 11. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I already knew. I already knew, Chase. I was like, So you no. knew at 11. Yeah. So when, what year, like how many years after that did you finally... No, I knew. I every year I just kept telling myself I was going to be a comedian. But I was so addicted. When did you do it? When did you? When did you? How many years later? Nineteen eighty nine. So eighty nine. Yeah, eighty nine. So eight years later. Uh huh. Wow. And I was scared, bro. I was lying. I was lying so much because we moved to Vegas right away. Uh huh. And I was calling all these. And this is old Vegas. Like, if you guys are thinking it's Vegas now, that's not what Vegas looked like when I moved there in eighty nine. It was still old Vegas. The Dunes was there. Stardust was there. Riviera was there. So like Casino. There you was the no. Movie casino. If you watch the movie Casino, that's what. It, yeah, there was no Bellagio. There was no Excalibur. There was not. It was that was all dirt. It looked like old Vegas, and there was only a couple of comedy clubs. One was the Riviera Comedy Club, and then there was Comedy Stop at Tropicana, and there was an improv at the Harris. Wow. And I would call them every fucking week. And just ask them for a spot I would or what? make up names. My name is uh, Glenn Joseph. My name's Herbert Joseph. I would make up all these names. I'm Joseph Herbert. I'm Glenn Joseph. Is there, if you guys need anybody, I can go up. I can warm up. I was lying, bro. I never did stand up ever. You you jumped. You were jumping in the big leagues before you yeah. even done like an open mic. Yeah. You watch. You watch the Sopranos. Yeah, I've seen the. Yeah, 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 for sure. There's an actor in there called Steve Sharippa. He's yeah. an actor. I I don't know what character he plays, but before he was a character on the the Sopranos, he was Drew Carey's manager, and he was also a booker. At the Riviera Comedy Club. That's him. That's Steve Sharippa right there. Oh, shit. Yeah. And he's a booker at the comedy, the comedy, uh, it was co- the comedy club. I can't remember the name of it because it's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Or it might be, I don't know. But it was at the, no, it's not because the Riviera is gone. It was at the Riviera Comedy Club. And and it was like, it. that was the only club that, that 
comics really respected because it felt like a real comedy club, but it was just happened to be in Vegas where everything felt like a Vegas Riviera. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was in Riviera. Yeah. And uh, and he was the talent book. He was the booker, right? But he was notorious for answering the phone because all the other clubs, it was like no one was answering. I was going to voicemail, and then every now and then I catch somebody, and yeah. he was notorious for answering that phone, man. You know how many times I called that motherfucker? How many? At least a hundred. I'm not even joking, man. What? Like, like how? Like every day? Like almost? Like probably, probably, yeah, probably twice yeah. a week. You know what I mean? Are there any fallouts? Uh, you know, you know. I just want you to know I do stand up and uh, I like to go up and you know I can I'll go for free. Hey, look, kid. I don't even know what he sounds like anymore. I don't even know what he like. Sounds you ever have like. to like try and change up your accent? If I did. Like I changed my so name. Like, Joe, stop calling me. And then you call. Him no, that, that's what like this. That, that's what this story is getting to right now. Because he, he I, I don't even. You know, hey, yeah, kid. Uh, I don't even know what he sounds. like. I'm doing like a mobster voice right, right. now, but I, I don't even remember because it's been so long. It's Thirty years ago. Yeah. You know, hey, uh, hey, kid. Oh, uh, you know, uh, now right now, kid. Uh, who'd you open for? You know, you do that. Oh, I make up shit. I make up a lie. Uh, okay, well, you know, I'll keep you in mind, kid. You got any tape? Uh, I don't have any tape, you know, but I, 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 I like to just go in, you know, just hang out. Or if you need to fall out, I'm, oh, I, I keep you in mind, kid. Take, take my number down. Mm-hmm. There's no cell phones, by the way. This is a house number. You know what I mean? And then one day, I called him again, right? And he knew who I was. It was over. My cover was blown. It's <laughs> <laughs> a true story, man. He goes, hey, kid, look, man. Stop calling. You want you want to get you want to get booked here. You need tape. You go to move to L.A. Move to L.A. Get maybe TV credit. Maybe get some hours underneath you, man. And then you know what? When you get when that happens, then give me a call. Then I'll put you on stage. But right now, this is not how you're gonna do it, kid. Not here. This is for these guys are you know these guys are gonna do seven days straight, man. Like I, I need someone that can do seven days straight. So I don't even know that's his voice. <laughs> but he was like, you, you need to get to L.A. Get your tape, get your get your get your chops. Come back, I'll, I'll put you on stage. I promise. And what were you feeling when he said that? I wanted to cry. <laughs> like you felt like it was over, or you felt like yeah, I felt like it was over because it's, it's you know I'm 18. I don't want to go to college. Yeah. In my head, for seven years, I, I I always envisioned like I used to stand in the shower and pretend I was doing the Apollo. Yeah, you know what I mean. I used to act like I was winning the Apollo doing stand up. I, I used to like pretend I was on BET's Comic View. Yeah. Like that's the shit I would do in the shower, bro. I was so I I used to have this big, you know, those big boom, those big boom boxes that are with the tape deck and all that. Mine had a microphone, and I bought a microphone for uh, Radio Shack, and I used to pretend to do stand up in my room. But bro, how that's like that's like one of the reasons I love you, man. Like to be able to actually go into stand up. Like nowadays, people can just Google shit and figure out how to do it. Yeah, and you had to. Figure it out. Yeah. There was no like, talking yeah. to people, <clears throat> yeah. piecing things together, piecing interviews from like magazines, like open mic, what's that? You yep. know what I mean? Like I I kinda think that back then that was that was kind of the advantage for entertainers that we didn't have the information. Because yeah. because it allowed you in a weird way to to just jump in. Yeah. Because you had no you didn't have the information that was gonna scare you off. Yeah. You know what I mean? You would just look at somebody else. Like, I, I know with music, that's what I did. You know, I I would just, I had a trade magazine, and I would just start calling up. I didn't even know who I was calling. I was calling promoters and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, music promoters. I I just look at the back of the magazine, and I started calling people. And I had an attorney out in San Francisco. Uh, his name was, 
Barry Barry Weiss Weiss, and one day he was just like, "Well, I know one thing: you're you're not afraid of the phone." <laughs> you know That's what I mean? Cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, I was I was just I was persistent. You yeah, know what man. I'm saying? And, and hustle. Yeah. Yeah. So funny story is that so Drano, my stage name is D R E K N O, right? Uh-huh. So in I, I in, in the Jewish language, it's D R E K is shit, right? Uh-huh. So Barry Weiss attorney's <laughs> like, yeah, I gotta. He said, uh. Yeah, I gotta tell all my all my Jewish friends about your name because it's hilarious. Because oh. it means no shit. All these no <laughs> shit. Oh shit! I love it. That's right. But my my point was is that back then you just didn't have. So you would just you just jump in. Yeah. You know, I had a, I, I called a, a distributor in Oakland. I, I made my first five song EP and I called them and I was like, "Yo, look, I need to." They were like, "Okay, come on down." And I, I went. I walked in with three hundred cassettes. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I, I just walked in. It's called Music People. It was right there in, in the heart of Oakland. And I walked in, and they took took my shit on consignment. Yeah. I never got paid because they robbed me. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know what I mean? But but I had the heart to go in there and, and you know and get it done. Yeah. The heart is everything, yeah, bro. Man. You got to have that heart. So true. And no I, matter what, even if you don't know what you're doing, yeah. throw your heart into it, right? Yeah. For sure. Like you resp- everybody respects heart you mm-hmm. know what i mean right that, that that'll get you so far yeah you know what sucks is that i never got to play the riviera comedy club because oh, it, really? it was yeah it was done by the time i was able to like do something like that All right, well, you know what i mean but it's so cool though it's pretty cool that 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 like i still at, remember that to this day at like, that time like when you were calling it was that kind of the that was kind of the pinnacle of comedy for you like in your mind yeah like, to get to the, the riviera i just want to get the yeah oh yeah, yeah. i wanted that so yeah. bad because I knew that was that was everything, that was everything. Yeah. I, I, bro, all this was happening right now. This stuff is bonus. I'm in the bonus features of the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> this is all bonus, bro. My, I was in love with the 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 stage and the setting of a comedy club. Yeah, any evening at the pr- improv. You know what I mean? The, you know, all that whatever it was that 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 intimacy that 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 just. That rawness, that brick wall, that whatever that was, I wanted to do that. That's it. I want to die doing that. I would love to die on that stage. That's all I want to do. I knew that's what I wanted to do. All this, this is all extra, bro. What's happening in my career? Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. This is bonus features, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great way to put it. Yeah. yeah. And that's how everyone should approach life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't ever be content with what you got right now. There's so much more. You know what I mean? Like I said earlier, the human being is a fucking we are X-Men. Yeah, man. We really yes, are. Bro. Whatever you're seeing in those theaters right now with the X-Men, you know what? It it will happen. We ain't seen shit yet. Yeah. We ain't seen shit yet, man. <laughs> Watch what happens. You're going to go to school and someone's just going to shoot a laser out of his fucking eye. <laughs> I don't want to do homework. <laughs> Speaking of X Men, let's tell them what happened last night. With what? The gas station. The gas station. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, actually, let's say that. Let's go to break real quick, and, okay. we'll, and we'll talk about Chase. Chase's. Uh, Chase's uh, <laughs> discovery. Of his X-Men superpower. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
Check it out. If you're trying to watch, uh, I don't know, old movies, old TV shows, whatever it is, um, there's a new streaming platform out there called Pluto TV. That's right. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. You can get anything you want. Uh, you want to watch Kung Fu flicks. You want to watch uh, comedies. You want to watch whatever it is. Whatever the, whatever you can think of, they have it. Dude, it's so cool, man. You just download the app. Just go to your phone apps, download Pluto TV, and you can watch over a 100 TV channels, over a 1,000 movies, all of them on demand, and completely free. That's right. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't need to even sign up. You just download the app, and it's free. It's that easy. What are you waiting for? Look at your phone right now and just download Pluto TV. Never pay for TV again. Just download Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all your favorite devices, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. If you stream it, then you got to get Pluto TV. That's right. Pluto TV. Hey, you guys, go to Podcast One for all kinds of listening pleasures. And especially for this Halloween, we got a lot of good ones like Beyond the Darkness, Serial Killer Podcast, Cold Case Files, Murder Made Me Famous, and of course, The First Degree. Those are all fun listens, especially during the Halloween season. Podcast One for some thrillers. This is Joe Coy. Listen to the Koi Pond, too. Boo! And we're back. Check this out. All right. So you ever, you ever, uh, we ever have to go late night to a ga- gas station. Yes. And for some reason, late night gas station, there's always a shady individual hanging out. Always. Always one shady individual. Right. We yeah. pulled into one and just one dude just looking at us smiling with his mouth wide open like, ah. <laughs> never never his lips never his lips never closed man just tongue dry it's just out mouth open <laughs> and chase is like yo beetlejuice is right there to the right let's go <laughs> Ah, man, I didn't even get out of the car. <laughs> I just took off, bro. I'm like, fuck this. I don't well, have time. Right back out. Yeah, man. I ain't got time to fight the Joker right now. I always, I always calculate that. Like, do I, do I have enough health insurance to stop yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. Do I have time for this? <laughs> then we pulled into another gas station, right? Another one. There's another drifter right by the goddamn bus stop, right? But this time, Chase, Chase is like, just pull into pump four. I got this. I'll help you. So I pull into pump four. <laughs> I get out. Crazy dude is off to the right, right? Now, we're assuming he's crazy. We don't know because he's got mm-hmm. his goddamn parka on with the... You ever see those uh, puffy jackets and you can see individual like lines of puff? Yeah, the down yeah. jacket. The down jacket, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And then they got the built-in hoodie, but no one ever wears the hoodie. Mm-hmm. But then, then you wear the hoodie and you just look like a blue Michelin man, <laughs> right? Well, the Michelin man is to the right. I'm pumping the gas. Chase gets out of the car. This is what he says. I don't know how to fight. Great. He goes, I don't know how to fight, but I look like I can. <laughs> and he stood by the side of the car and started looking at the Michelin guy 
and he kept his hands in a fist like that and he and he and he, and he arched his back and he kind of you know how chase always has a smile on his face but he could he, he was closing the smile but there's still a smirk and he's just and he made his eyes real small and he kept looking at the michelin guy like this and i'm fucking my back is turned to the michelin michelin guy right yeah. so i'm fucking dying yeah the michelin man goes to the clerk of the shell station and starts knocking on the window, right? Uh-huh. Because you know at late night, they don't let you in to right. the stores, right? You have to pay things through that little drawer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He starts knocking on it. So Chase starts looking at him. He's holding his hands like that. He's just looking at him. I got my back turned. I'm fucking dying. And he keeps looking at him. And then finally... The clerk comes around and lets him in. <laughs> the other guy. The other guy, because he kept telling him, let me in. Let me in. <laughs> and now they're both in there looking at Chase do this. <laughs> yeah. It was the funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> Scared the shit out of two clerks. <laughs> well, they, I'm sure they thought you were the crazy one at that point. Yeah. And by the way, oh, yeah. And by the way, people in the street see you clench your fist like that, they know you can't fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once you clench your fist, <laughs> might as well just run for the hills. That fight is over. So true. <laughs> That's, that's so cool, though, man. That's funny. It's funny. You uh, literally the mind over power. I think. I think. Like in my head, I was Wolverine. You are. You are. <laughs> and, with, and nobody fucks with Wolverine. Nobody. Is that where you went? I where went did you go? Where did you go? He said that to me. <laughs> he told me that. I go. Why do you have two fists? He goes. No, there's blades coming out of my knuckles. <laughs> In his head, there were blades coming out of his knuckles. Yeah, Michelin Man saw those. I think he saw those blades. <laughs> I woulda. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, man. Visualize. I like that. I love Visualize, that word. Visualize, I love that word. I know we joke about it, but this was a good episode. Yeah. I like that, man. Yeah. I hope that encourages people. You know what I mean? The human can do anything it wants to do. Hands down. You want to spin around like a helicopter? You can do it. <laughs> yeah. You can do it. Look at these B-boys. Anything that you see another human being doing, you can do it. Believe me. Takes a lot of practice, but you can do it. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you a weird story? Yes. Rela- related, but not really. Yes. So, two weekends ago, I was out at a basketball tournament. Yeah. Right. I'm on my phone looking at Nike, and I see a, a pair, a pair of uh, Air Max. Okay. Right. I'm like, oh, those are dope. Then I see an hour later, I see somebody wearing the same pair, and I'm like, damn, these shoes are dope. Last week. Chase shows up at my door and hands me that exact. Oh, that's character. cool. <laughs> that's cool. Visualization, man. It, it really mani- is. And we never I talked ma- about it. We either. never talked. I manifested those shoes in my life. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> and what it happened. was so weird. Didn't I say that? I was yeah, like, you were like, bro, you don't even know. I was like, this is weird, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's not only weird, but it's like scary sometimes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's weird, right? Yeah. 
You 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 literally did manifest that. Yeah, and he, yeah. And he just showed up and he was like, I, I, I got to go. My Uber's waiting. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was, your, it was the, the day after your birthday. I know, but it was just crazy. Like, your wife made the most delicious fucking mungo I've ever had in yeah, my entire man. life. But I had so saved good. those shoes on my Nike.com. Yeah. Like, That's crazy. A, a week ago. That is, I know it, it's funny because people are gonna be like, "Yo, that's just a coincidence, man." But I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, the exact bro. Pair? The exact of a sold out shoe. I'm telling you, bro. Pair. I'm telling you, it's weird. The human <laughs> is a. It's it's weird when you exude that energy. You exude whatever it is that you want, and you put it out there. Something happens, bro. This universe is smart, yeah. bro. We're all in tune, man. If you're supposed to have it. If you're supposed to have it. If you're supposed to have it. You're going to get it. If it doesn't come, then you weren't supposed to have it. But if you still want it, then you need to work hard to get it. Yep. And that's just just the rules, man. The rules of engagement. That's the rules of the universe. The rules of the universe. That's how the universe works. Do that, man. Do that in life. Do whatever it is that you want to do, man. You only live once. And I'm telling you, man, don't live to die. There's too many people like that. Working hard so I can retire. Why? <laughs> you don't live when you're retired. No one does. Do shit now when you're healthy, when your elbows are still good and your knees are still good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't rock climb when you're when you're retired. You can't get on on a jet ski when you're retired. Yeah. I mean, there's some that can, but there's some that can't. Yeah. It only gets worse. This is your life. This is your life, man. And don't get me wrong. Yeah, get, save up for retirement. Yes, but you mm-hmm. know what? Enjoy the time it takes to do that. My dad doesn't enjoy it. My dad is all about retirement. This is what I do. I work hard because I got a cushion. Like, what? Drives an old-ass truck. Why? <laughs> You're retired twice, bro. What are you doing? Yeah, a truck. You want to help somebody move? Yeah, you won. <laughs> you won. Get yeah. that sports car you always won. Yeah. I went to dinner with my son last, yeah. last night, and he's, yeah. he's in his 20s. And I was just like, it's time for you to take some risks, man. He you, said that to you? No, I told him that. Oh, yeah. Good for you. You got to take some risks. Risk. That's good parenting, man. Yeah, man. That's I mean, really good parenting. A lot of parents don't say that. No. I, and that's no, I, that's that's the bad thing. That's 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 not you know. I don't encourage that at all. And don't get me wrong, man. You parent the way you want to parent, mm-hmm. but don't ever ever tell your kid not to take a risk, right? Or chase a dream. Don't be a dream. Don't be a dream. What is that? G- killer. A dream, dream killer. killer. Yeah. T- yeah. Be a dream chaser, man. Yeah, man. Dream catcher. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, there's no yeah. fun just because you had fear, just because you didn't take exactly. risk, you're going to train that habit? That's a habit, That's man. That's a habit. Yeah. That's yeah. just like telling your kid, hey, smoke this cigarette. Right. Because it's good for you. Yeah. No, it's not. Right. Not taking a risk in life yeah. to chase a dream, a God-given dream. Remember, dreams are God-given, man. That's not that's not something you thought of. That's that's something God given. God has given you a hint of what you should do. And a that, small hint. And it and then he's leaving it up to you to fucking take the fucking baton and run with it. They say whenever you talk down to yourself, <laughs> yeah. that voice is your parents' voice. Ooh, I like that. Mm. That's not you. That's yeah. a voice that was trained into mm. you. Yes, mm. I see that. You know what I'm I saying? see my mom a lot doing that. My mom is the, the, the king of that. Mm-hmm. So you, you can't so do that. So that voice is strong in your yeah. head. Yeah, don't do that. You cannot do that. <laughs> that's real life, man. Yeah. My I whole think, life I heard that. I think that. that's why you react differently to no yeah. than other people. You yeah. hear no the whole time. Your whole life you've heard yeah. no. 
and you've always gone against it because you're like, yo, I'm used to that. That voice ain't got nothing on my mind. No means yes to me. (laughs) Say no a thousand times. Yeah. And I'll show you yes 2,000 times. Damn. Straight up. Word up. And I didn't discourage my son from, you know, I, I didn't try to tell him to quit his job, right? Yeah. That's not, that wasn't my point. My point is, is that you know who else God gave a dream to? The guy that owns the business that you work for. Yeah. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's perspective. That's you gotta understand. That's great. I never thought of that. You gotta understand, like you're you're helping somebody else pursue their dream. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like like at some point you have to you know, you have to pursue your own. Yeah. And yeah. don't hate on another person's success. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. You can yeah. hate that person, but appreciate his success, yeah. his hustle, his grind. Oh, absolutely. Figure it out. Absolutely. Figure it out what he did. Yeah, but ask questions, man. Yeah, yeah. That's what nothing tell- wrong with asking questions. Yeah, that's why I tell people that's not your job. That's supplementing your income. Yeah. Your job is the thing you want to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't ever ask yeah. for help. Ask, ask questions. Yeah, I, I, I'm a firm believer in that, man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that handout guy, man. You know what I mean? But you're, the, gonna, you're gonna give it to me. It's because of my talent, right? You know what I mean? I'm not gonna come to you and be like, "Yo, please, come on, please." Come on, you're in the position to do it, please. No, fuck it, man. They got in that position for a reason because they did it. Right. Find out how they did it. Ask. Don't ask for help. You don't need help. You got the same talent that person has. Ask how they did it. There's nothing wrong with that. If they don't want to give you that advice, then figure it out. The truth is out there, man. Yep. It's the truth. It's the fucking truth. Mm-hmm. You can hate Diddy all your life, man. Diddy mm-hmm. is my favorite. I fucking love Diddy, man. Yeah. P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, whatever the fuck it. Sean Combs. <laughs> Sean fucking Combs. I love that man. I don't know what he does in his I don't know what he does in his darkest nights. I don't give a fuck. Right. I respect that dude's hustle. Right. Listen, and, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're gonna sit there and go, oh, why? Because he dances all the time and he did this <laughs> with, with Biggie, blah, blah, blah. No, well, why don't you figure out how he got Biggie? Yeah. Why don't you figure out about how the industry didn't want Biggie? Yeah. Why don't you find out what his position was before he got Biggie? He was broke. Right. He was fired. Why don't you find out his position before he went to Andre Harrell over at Uptown? Yeah. And he was just an intern. Why don't you find that out? Why don't you find out about him catching the train back and forth from college to New York because Heavy D said, hey, I'll fucks with you. I like you. But Heavy D was just saying that as a joke. Because he booked him at the college gig, and that kid was like, you know, he, the kid mm-hmm. that booked him was Puffy. Yeah. And Heavy was like, yo, I like your swag, man. I like you. Mm-hmm. When you're in New York, fucks with me. Yeah. When, when people say that, they don't really mean it. I mean, he did mean it, but he didn't really mean it. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Diddy was like, I'm a fucks with you. <laughs> <laughs> and he went. Yeah. And he went. And he got a job at the very label. That fucking heavy was working at. Yeah. He was with Uptown Records, the biggest rapper on that fucking label. And he went in as an intern because heavy was like, yo, all right, well, this kid definitely doesn't. He's got hustle. He's got heart. Andre, fuck with this kid. Give him an internship. Give him an internship. Puffy was going to college and taking the train back and forth to New York for an internship. Working for free. Free, bro. Yeah. That's why I keep saying don't ask for fucking help. Get in and do it, man. He was yeah. working for free. Yeah. Then next thing you know, he noticed two fucking CDs on a shelf that's being shelved. 
what the fuck are these doing here, Andre? Intern. <laughs> he's an intern, Dre. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's an intern. Yo, what are these two doing? right, Andre, what, what's going on right here, man? He said, I just listened to it. It's fucking great. Yeah, we don't know how to market that, man. We don't know how to market these two CDs. We don't know what to do with them. They're not, it's just something we can't get it out there right. Mm-hmm. But let me fucks with it for free. Joe to see Mary J. Blige. Those were the CDs? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know how to fucking market them because at that time it was Boys to Men, Whitney Houston. You know what I mean? They own the radio. They have a look. They have a crossover look. Boys to Men is being played at, at a goddamn white wedding and a black wedding, a Latino wedding, Chinese wedding, Korean wedding. Everyone's listening to Boys to mm-hmm. Men. How do we listen to Jodeci? It's not the same. It's not the same. Listen. It's it was, not the same R and B. It was R and B hip hop. Yeah, but was, see, but it was. It, but they were at that genre. That genre at that time was all suits and. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah, pop yeah, yeah, yeah. and R and B. What do we do? Street. And Andre yeah. was like, "What do I do with this? Right. I'm trying to compete with. I'll make love to you right now. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. There's no way we're going to beat the best R and B group in the world with these guys." Puffy was like, "Let me for free, man. Please for free. Let me see what I can do. <laughs> I'm not bullshitting, bro. That's some gangster shit. Yeah, man." He fucking built their image, created a fucking image and a brand for both of these artists, and then they took over. It was over with, bro. That was the end of Boys to Men. Jodeci, crushed. That was all him. He powered through that no. Not only that, man. Not only did he go from intern, he went to president of fucking Uptown. So he went from intern, from, from meeting the heavy... To become a heavy's friend, from heavy go given like an okay, let, let him intern here, uh-huh. to becoming some kind of marketing guru for Jodeci and Mary J, mm-hmm. to becoming the president of Uptown Records, <laughs> and then he got fired because he got too cocky. Wait, is this too much? Am I doing too much? No, should good. I shut up? I just think people should hear that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. when you see someone's success, this is one thing I hate the most. I'll just, you know what? I'll leave it at that. If you want to re- see the rest of Diddy, then go to, do what I did. You know what I mean? Investigate. Inform yourself. <clears throat> figure it out. Because that's what I do. I get inspired by people that are successful and I, and I, I dig into their, 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 their life. And that's what people should do. Most people yeah. just like to talk shit and I like that guy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, d- like I said, don't do ever hate someone for their success. You can hate the person because they did this or that and that's wrong. But, but a- appreciate their hustle and grind. Figure out how they got there. Yeah. Don't hate them just because they got it. Because they didn't have it. Figure out how they got it. Because you can have it too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of it is just the, the recognition of an opportunity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like seeing an opportunity. With, but you and, have and, to, then, and then and then going after it. You have yeah. to think like you have to think opportunity. Most, yeah. Most people don't think it. You have to train your mind to do that. Yeah. Exactly. Most people don't do that. Exactly. Like a lot of times people have conversations and then, and then somebody might say like, oh, I don't know, like, yeah, I'm working on this thing, but I don't know how, you know, or, or okay, let's say they say, I have a T-shirt. I, I need T-shirts for this, right? Yeah. And then you go. Most people don't go. Oh well, I, I know a company that does T-shirts. I could probably make seventy-five cents to a dollar off every T-shirt that I s- sell to this guy. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like that's how you have to think. You have yeah. to think like 
where's the opportunity here yes. in this conversation? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people. I mean, uh, I guess a lot of people think like, oh, I don't want to be an opportunist. I don't. Want, well, what do you? What are we doing? What are you doing? <laughs> what do you want to be? You want to be a consumer? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, because when you purchase stuff, that was from an opportunist. Exactly. exactly. So just figure it out, man. Exactly. Yeah. Quit bullshitting yourself. Right. That's yeah. No, nothing worse than bullshitting yourself out of something, man. Don't right? do that, man. Yeah. Like, oh, no, I don't like, want to take advantage yeah. of people. Yeah, like, what no, the go fuck, fuck yourself, yeah. man. Yeah. You're full of shit. Yeah. Stop being a bullshit artist. Yeah. Let the bullshit people do bullshit things. You're exactly. not a bullshit artist. Exactly. Don't do that to yourself. You only live once, man. I, I, I love this show. Yeah. I'm sorry if it... Did it get preachy again? No. Figure it out, you guys. Life is good. Whatever you want to do, you can do it, man. Watch. I'm telling you. Mark my words. Put this in the archives. Someone will be flying real soon. I promise you. Ten years from now, you're going to see a guy jump out of an airplane without a parachute, and he's going to squirrel suit onto a ramp in the fucking middle of the strip. (laughs) (laughs) And it's going to be the most amazing thing we've ever seen. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that's what humans can do, man. Humans can do whatever they want. So don't ever, ever discourage yourself. You want to do it, do it. Please just do it. For me, just try it. One thing. Whatever it is you want to do, do it, please. Don't do that to yourself. Don't cheat yourself. The The, the worst thing I ever heard was my dad going, I, I wanted to be a pilot. That, that killed me. Because yeah. he really wanted to be a pilot. Yeah. He loved planes so much that he became a flight attendant. You know what I mean? Yeah. He loved cargo planes. He didn't like the fighter jets. Mm-hmm. And I always thought my dad was full of shit until I saw all his toys when he was a kid. He loved cargo planes. He couldn't believe, because you got to put yourself in his his mind frame. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a little boy in the 30s and 40s. Four, uh, not 30, 40s. You know what I mean? Yeah. You didn't see shit like that. A big fucking plane and they're sticking a tank on it and it's flying over across the ocean to fight a war. He wasn't impressed by the tank. He was impressed with the fucking thing that's flying the tank over. (laughs) And he was in love with it. And he started building these models of these cargo planes. Then he joined the Air Force and worked on a cargo plane. He was a loader for the, for, for C5s, the big, the big, uh, commercial jet that, not commercial, but, uh, uh, you know, trans, transit, you know, the thing that brings shit over. Yeah. Big-ass planes. Then he retired from that for 22 years, and he couldn't stand not being in a big-ass plane. He became a flight attendant just to be in a plane. He loves being a plane. If you ever see Jack or John Charles Herbert on, a, on, a, on, on your plane and he's your flight attendant, I guarantee you this. If those two pilots pass out, my dad will land that fucking plane. He's that good, man. I'm not bullshit. He can land a goddamn plane. He knows how. He just never took the next step. He always talked himself out of it. Yeah. Money this. I don't have the money to do that. Mm-hmm. He always found an excuse to not move forward. You know what I mean? And then it came to the point where he was like, man, I always wanted to be a pilot. So I'm living vicariously through you, Joe. That's crazy, right? That's awesome, man. Yeah. But that's what most of us do. Yeah. We, gotta... we, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I'm just saying that's what most of us do. We talk yeah. ourselves out of it. Yeah. We figure out a, we figure out a, a Kind of a coward's way out. Yeah, we but make up. We make up so many reasons why not. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't do it. And how serendipitous is it that he has a son who's probably seen more planes than he has? Yeah, now. isn't that crazy? <laughs> isn't that crazy? You know what I'm saying? And he loves, he loves living through me. He really does, man. Mm-hmm. He enjoys me on stage. 
You know, and, and it's not the fact that he wanted to be a comedian. He just loves the fact that, like, in his head, that's that's half me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I always wanted this dream, and I always wanted to chase, and I did it. But you know what? This half did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's chasing his mm-hmm. dream, and that's what I always want to do. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live through this little motherfucker right now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's cool. Yeah. That's fucking cool, man. So don't, don't do that. I'm not bashing my dad. You know, my dad's a great fucking man. He's a great dad. He's funny. So I want him to know that. Yeah, that's yo, yo, don't ever, don't ever like be disappointed, Dad. You were a fucking great dad. So that's a hard job in itself. Yeah. And you made me be what I wanted to be. But and now I'm preaching the preaching the gospel. Do what you want to do. This is getting too preachy. I, I didn't want this to be a preachy goddamn pod, man. It's not preachy. Is that? No. Nah. Nah, we just talk, this is how we talk to each other in real life, man. Yeah, we, man. We uh, we church each other. What's gonna be? What's gonna be cool is. Is five years from now, somebody's gonna somebody's gonna walk up to you and go, you know, man, I I was really inspired, yeah, by the koi pond, and yeah. I went out and did this great thing, yeah, man. That's that's gonna be your that, that's someone's gonna, be- gonna walk up to me and was like, man, I was shoveling elephant shit at a circus, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm done with this. I want to be a lion trainer. <laughs> oh man, I end on that note right there, man. I'm sorry, I went a little preachy, but I hope you guys take those words and move with them, man. Do what you want to do. Please don't let anyone discourage you from any of the things that you want to pursue. And you know what? Most importantly, don't you discourage yourself. You know what I mean? Thanks to Pluto TV for sponsoring the show today. Download it all on your favorite devices, man. Pluto TV. Yo, I'm just, uh, that made me happy. Made me happy too, man. Right? Yeah. Do your thing, you guys. Believe in yourself. Don't ever discourage yourself. Chase those dreams. Don't kill them. All right? I'll see you in the future, you guys. Future's way up top. I love you. It's Koi Pond. She would say she needs me If I had the time with you again I would like to be way more than friends Girl, if you give me a second chance Then I'd say Yeah, 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 yeah I could fly you out to Paris Yeah, 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 yeah Okay, okay Buy you some carrots Yeah, 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 yeah Tell me, baby, is that cool with you? Don't you hate when your texts get sent in the wrong order? How about when your drop call ruins your conversation? It's the worst. It's time to stop suffering from a fear of glitching out. Ditch your glitch for Boost Super Reliable, Super Fast Nationwide Network. And get four lines each with unlimited gigs for just $100 a month. Plus, get four free phones. That's right, four free phones, all on a network that you can count on. Visit your nearest Boost mobile store and switch today. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save.